Hello and welcome to Talking About Alliance, the premier Survivor or Alliance recap podcast. Uh, I'm Ari, joined as always by Hirsch. Welcome, Hirsch. Good morning, Ari. Good morning. And we are joined by the sixth place finisher from Alliance Dark Forest and the fifth place finisher in Speed Alliance, the one and only Dr. Crab here with us today. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. How you doing, Crab? Pretty good, pretty good. Just a normal Sunday. How about you guys? <laughs> doing well. Awesome. Yeah, doing pretty good. Thanks so much for coming on with us. Yeah, no problem. I'm really excited to be here and see all the hype. <laughs> there's a there's something I think we should address, uh, Ari, or at least remind the viewers of uh, before we uh, before we really dive into what I think might be an interesting episode, and that it is that the opinions and thoughts expressed within this podcast are those solely of its hosts and its guests and in no way represent the opinions and thoughts of the Alliance Summit production team, nor are they intended to be an indictment or a judgment on these players outside of the game. We are simply passing judgment on their gameplay and how they present themselves within the game. And I just wanted to remind that because I, th I think there might be some uh, some opinions expressed in this episode and uh, just wanted to make sure that was clear for anybody who comes back and listens to it at a later date. <clears throat> yeah, that's probably good. We should probably say something like that more often. <laughs> um, we are not production. We are two viewers who post the links in the, view in the lounge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, same here. Anything that I say is just based solely on the game, not on you as a person. <laughs> so with all that in mind, let's talk some shit. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, yeah, so we kind of did have one big thing that's probably going to be most of this episode in terms of recap. Um, so which pretty much started as we were recording, so we don't really have, at least I don't think you or I kind of know where exactly it came from. Um, I think more people know at this point, basically as the, I think as the Root Key Tribe was on their voice channel after the challenge, they wanted to play some board games, um, some tribe bonding, and that's always a fun thing to do. And I don't know how this idea came up that they, whoever lost the challenge would be the one that everyone votes out and was agreed upon. Yeah. Um, my understanding, and, and it was, uh, it was, uh, it was occurring as we were uh, rep as uh, Rucky was, uh, as we were recording our previous episode and as Rucky was recovering from their crushing defeat in the snowball challenge, uh, somebody, it might've been KT. Um, I, I believe uh, at some point, Jess, uh, Jessica may have uh, laid claim to it, but someone suggested they play board games to determine who would be voted out at the next tribal council that they would be going to, which is, yeah. And, and there isn't a log of it because this was agreed upon in the voice channel. Um, I guess there's the recording that I could go back to, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's like going back and you know and, and and trying to 
look back at the very moment you made the worst decision in your life. Do you really want to, do you really want to go back and, uh, and, and, you know, and uh, reminisce about something like that? I don't. And I'm not sure if the idea was originally um, that whoever won the game would be, would have an immunity for their tribal council that everyone would go around or and then have that somehow changed because there was a lot of things that over the course of the next 24 hours changed a lot in their decision making. Yeah. yeah. True. <laughs> how much were you, uh, how much were you aware of what was going on at that moment, Crab? Um, well, I knew I wasn't able to listen in on the voice channel because I was at work. So I was really disappointed about that. But then afterwards, when everyone started doing all their board game nonsense, that's when I jumped in and was like, what? What's actually going on here? It was the the, the viewers lounge is populated um, to a great extent, and especially the VIP lounge, which I highly recommend um, um, and, and any information on uh, the VIP lounge and how to join, it can be found in the uh, information subchannel of the Alliance HQ, and that's a free plug. Um, but um, a lot of the VIP lounge is former players, and this this concept of of of, of taking someone's fate in the game and taking it off server and determining it—it it was just. Um, it was anathema to, to all of us. We, we were, we had, it was, it was one of the worst ideas I think I'd, I'd ever even heard of uh, in anybody offer up. It just didn't seem right. It seemed like a, a slap in the face of production. I, I don't even know how to put it. I agree. And also, um, like, wouldn't you just go to rocks? It's essentially the same thing because not like everyone has the same level of skill for each board game. Like even if you choose your own games, like sometimes maybe you're having a bad performance day and you shouldn't base your whole decision off of that one game in opposed to like who you really like to talk to and who you think you can work well with. Exactly. It seemed like such a flawed idea from the start and Hen, there was a there was a couple players, you know, and 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 it, and, it, and it seemed like that it just once it took root, it would have been impossible to get away from. There was a, a new group of players who were very uncomfortable having just been voted the bottom three in their tribe. They're joining up with the top three in another tribe, and you know, and and it felt like somebody, one of those players, could have just stepped up and said, "No, I don't like this idea," but then. Like once that momentum is going, is that going to paint a target on them? Is that going to be like the excuse that they latch onto to vote you out? Um, and 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 what's worse is like this is an all or none situation. If you ask me, if not everybody is one hundred percent on board with this, then nobody does it. And and even more shockingly, one of the power players, one of the top three, has to bow out. Did you want to talk about that a little bit, Ari? Um, well, so I think one thing that kind of stands out about this, if they're, they're sort of creating their own challenges for elimination, you know, instead of the production challenges. And so when production creates a challenge, it has very predetermined rules that you follow and that will determine who wins and loses. Um, and 
but you know, if you're scrolling back through the camp, like it stands out how much how was loose on what their decision. First, it was one game, and then it was six games, and then it was three games, and then it was one person or everyone. Um, and then before they even agree on any sort of rule set, uh, when 15-16 says, oh, I have to go, I can't, uh, I, I can't play board games tonight because we already spent a few hours on the last challenge. And they say, oh, well, we'll just roll dice for him. And mm-hmm. it really, and the, the thing is, like, nobody really pushed back on it publicly or privately. It was just like, oh, well, I guess we're doing this. It's the only fair thing to do. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, go ahead, Crab. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, one of the things I wonder, and I'm not trying to, like, blame anyone here for it at all. Um, KT was the one who originally suggested all this, right? Kind of. She was the person leading the charge for it. Very much so, yeah. Okay, so my experience with playing with Jessica is that she's a pretty vocal person about, like, what she wants and everything. And I'm wondering, like, I feel like there were different circumstances and maybe someone else was doing this. She would have spoken her mind or someone else would have. But I'm just wondering if maybe pre, not saying pre-game, but like uh, relations that had been created beforehand through all these different obstacles and stuff. I'm wondering if that had to do with, um, and maybe just alliances too, um, had to do with people not speaking up because they wanted to align with KT. I don't know, not sure. It's interesting to think about though. It is a thought. I, I happened, I, you know, during that immunity challenge, the snowball fight, I really didn't listen to Ruka too much because it was clear other than, you know, for the shot in front of it. Um, but uh, there was one moment where I did kind of tune in and KT was saying something Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I heard, um, you know, with the voice, and I think that's a, the voice channels are uh, an interesting component um, of, of, of Alliance in that um, you can pick up a lot more from somebody's voice than you can from what they're typing, you know, and there's a nuance in, in voice and in a, in a voice that you just can't pick up from a, a discord DM or a, you know, a, a typed message, you know, while listening into the Rootke um, voice channel during the snowball fight, KT said something. And um, I'm not even really sure what it was, but Jessica responded in a way to that there was just a tone in Jessica's response that indicated to me at the very least that she understand she understood who the top dog in this tribe was. And I think that may have played into her not really wanting to ruffle any feathers. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah I think we talked about that in the last episode. It was um, KT was saying something like, well, this is how they played during the Mancala challenge and basically using that, like, this is what we can expect them to do this time. And Jessica said, well, half of them are here now. Yeah. So it was, uh, um, but yeah, I don't, uh, so if, if you're coming in thinking you're on the bottom and you're suddenly given uh, a lifeline that you might actually have a chance to put, to get yourself off the bottom through playing a board game that, you know, um, then maybe I can understand why William, Jessica, and um, and Clara went with it. Um, I don't understand why DC and Hin did. Um, 
I especially don't understand why Hen agreed to do it when he wasn't even going to be able to participate and decided to let his fate be put in the hands of dice. I'm um, like, like, like Tabitha was saying, and like Crab was saying, um, go to rocks then, you know, do it within the mechanics of the game. Uh, don't create something that you have even less control over. Yeah, no, if they had tried to, if I was in that situation that Hen was in and they were trying to roll dice for me, I would have been like, no, you guys could fake whatever you want to fake. I'm not going to put my, the hands of, well, I'm not going to put my game in jeopardy because you guys want to do what you want to do, you know? Would, would, well, let me ask you, uh, having seen you play last season, would you have maybe publicly endorsed the idea and privately worked with uh, your, your other two uh, tribe mates, like the two that you just came, came up with, let's say in this instance, you're Clara, you Jess and um, William just came over. Would you have publicly endorsed it and worked with the three of them and said, no matter what happens with this stupid board games thing, we're all three putting our votes on KT and making them call our bluff on rocks or what, what would, would, yeah. would that have been, maybe, I'm sorry, a better strategy or I don't know. What do you think? I think that would have been a, a good strategy because it's a major power play to do that you know just to go behind um i mean i know that this time is fairly new and so trust is always an issue i mean i'd like to say that i would do that but i'm not in the game right now so i don't know if i would be too afraid to do that but i mean i think that it would have been a great idea and a major move to get out the person who's leading the tribe essentially and who's trying to take control over everything because once someone starts to take control that gets to be a little that that's a little worrisome to me at least and and and, and i'm surprised justin actually even really seemingly consider that because clearly uh kt had kind of rubbed her the wrong way um and kate it's not like kt had an idol or anything like that and there's something that uh, we haven't even really brought up yet was the fact that Spencer is waiting on the top of the uh, waiting up, up the mountain for, for, for somebody to, uh, to, for this rest of this group to join him. And if you can manage to somehow get rid of DC K tan or hen on a rock draw, then all of a sudden you're four strong and, mm -hmm. and, you're, and you're running things through the merge. And, yeah. And even more, if if you if you go for the rocks and you strike out this time, Spencer joins you. You're back to three to three, and maybe you can try for rocks again. I mean, there were so many ways and strategic elements that they could have put into play here, while still going along with this uh, charade of a board game uh, thing. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think Paste said it best. Um, I think it was Paste in the VIP lounge. Um, that because they were all trying so hard to avoid making a tough decision and voting someone out, uh, that it just made everything so much worse and ultimately a cruel ending. Uh, and I think that's something that comes up a lot in Survivor going you know, all the way back to Borneo with Sean, who was trying to make everyone happy and ended up having everyone hate him. Uh, I think that you know, when you have the game, and if you say, I'm voting you out because it's a game and I'm trying to win the game, fine. That's, you know, totally fine. Uh, I might disagree that it's the best thing for you, but, and I might be upset, but I'm not going to be mad because you are trying to win a game. Um, I think, and as soon as you go away from that, if it becomes, I'm voting you out because I don't like you, or there's no fair way to do this, so we're going to 
I'll go against this thing we agree. We're going to agree on this thing as a method, and then I'll go back on our word immediately. I think that's where it just starts to get, to me, a little bit more hurtful. Even when you're trying to be, when you try to get away from the game, it actually makes it more hurtful in the end. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Whenever I'm trying to vote someone out personally, I like to be upfront about it and just clean with it. And like, because at the end of the day, these people are, I mean, right now it's not in the jury phase, so it doesn't matter as much. But when it does kind of get into the jury phase, um, you got to think about jury management. And I've noticed in the games that I've played that a lot of will uh, admire it more if you go to them up front and be like hey I'm sorry it's just not in the cards I've got to get you out here it's not good for my game so that's what I've noticed yeah one thing I kind of mentioned is if this was the beginning of the jury and if William had been sent there there is no chance that any of those five get votes at the end maybe one or two because no. I think anyone who goes to Ponderosa and William says, this is how they treated me, and this is not what the game's about, you're done. Yeah, yeah. And, we haven't even, and we haven't even gotten to how that happens yet. Yeah, so um, yeah. well, so they so, had the yeah. board games, um, and I think this was another issue. Was it, yeah. oh, go ahead, Hirsch. Well, no, they played one game that night shortly after making uh, the decision to actually, after everybody finally well and truly said okay let's do this and they played one game that night and i think uh, kt ended up winning that one and so she was uh, she was ahead um as far as being safe uh, when the tribe goes to sleep to wake up the next morning hopefully realizing they've they've made a terrible mistake and changed their mind go ahead <laughs> so um was anyone able to follow like that was one of the issues was i don't know if the games were hard to follow or if i just didn't bother because it was a weird link i couldn't find and roles that we're going to take a few minutes to understand that weren't posted there i mean i was i was so uh i was so uh i was so fired up about the whole nonsense of it all that i didn't even want to i didn't even want to be complicit in it so i didn't even bother to look to see what game they were playing um i didn't click on the link all i know is that at some point uh i believe it was uh, ryan who was following it um to make sure that um as much as he could, that there was no discussion, game game discussion, on this offsite, uh, off server site, um, and he and he posted the the current rate. He he posted this the rankings after the first game, and that's the only way that I knew that Katan was uh, was had the the lowest score and was safe for the time being. You know, I think at that point, some I think it was maybe William or Jess, somebody, one of those guys were were in danger or Clara. Yeah, the game was called, I think it was like Six Nimit something, and it was just, I, I don't really even know how it worked, honestly. I was too busy to pay attention to it, but they posted a link so that the specs could, or so people could follow along and play with them. So it was just, it was really weird. Also, another thing, in the actual game Survivor, you're in the woods. You're not like, you don't have access to all these board games and things, so like... I don't know. That's another way that it completely depreciates the whole thing, you know. Well, I don't know. We've we've seen you know tribes on their off time, and we know that there's tons of off time in, in Survivor. Uh, you know, make a a, a crude uh, checker set out of uh, 
you know, white and black rocks, you know, and, and, and something in the sand. We've, we've seen just fun little stuff like that to kill the time, you know, and, but, and I got no problem with that, but that would be like akin to, I mean, like Russell and Rob, uh, you know, doing a Rochambeau to determine who's going to get voted out at the next tribal council. It's just, yeah. Well, so I know like on Winners at War, Tony talked at one point after about how like they would play these games at camp and he would purposely throw the games to make himself look dumb and like less of a threat. Um, but I mean, I just can't imagine the reaction from everyone if a tribe on Survivor used a game they were playing on the beach to determine who to vote out. Oh, yeah. That would not go over well. Um, I think so, and one um, of the things... Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, what, what I found most perplexing was um, how proud some of them seemed of this idea. You know, that, like this was like some revolutionary thing and, 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 and like, like the viewers were somehow supposed to be excited and or happy about this. It was... And also in their confessionals, them saying like, you know, if this is where I go, this is my time and all that stuff. Like, no, that is not, you do not lay down and accept that. No. Yeah. So um, they play the three games. So one thing that I just noticed is that um, Big Hen agrees to these rules, even though they will change slightly by the end of it, um, he says that that sounds good to me and doesn't push back on any of it, and that's where he is. Um, so KT finishes last and scores 10 points, I think, from the placements. So they're going to roll three dice they, for Henry place. Um, they, roll the first, they roll the first time, and they, they spend like an hour or two trying to figure out a fair way to roll dice. And at no point during that hour or two do they say, hey, maybe we shouldn't be rolling dice to determine who to eliminate. So they roll the first time and it's a higher score for Henry, which means he's out. And then William says, oh, we rolled the wrong dice. It wouldn't be so they rechange the rules, roll again, and he gets a 10 with ties and logs on basically right at the same time as this um the, so rolls again uh, so they do two more rolls the tiebreaker and post screenshots and it's hen who loses the tiebreaker because he now has a lower score instead of the higher score from earlier and it just goes silent everyone just at least in public um everyone just goes silent yeah it was it was like watching the opening scene of Final Destination 2 in slow motion um, that whole afternoon. Um, and and, and I, I think you, you might have skipped over a, an important detail here, uh, Ari, um, you know, in and amongst all the, the, the changes to how Hen's score was going to be determined. Originally, you know, he was going to be um, he was going to be for one round. He was going to be given just a straight six as a as a penalty for not being able to play an extra game outside the game, a penalty. Um, and then they were going to do that part, but that sounds like a thing. Yeah. And, the, and then they were going to roll two extra dice, six sided, like you mentioned. Um, and they would add those up to determine his score. And the, and the scores were based on your position and how you finished. Um, and I even had a problem with how they did that. But if you finished first, you got one, second, two, three, four, five, so on and so on. And whoever had the lowest scores were safe going all the way up to the highest score. 
So they were going to hang a six on Hen right off the bat because, again, he couldn't participate in an extra game that was completely outside the bounds of the game. Um, but then somebody goes, well, that's not really fair. Uh, let's just give him three random rolls. And like you said there, they started rolling with a six. And then finally, William goes, well, shouldn't he only be rolling a five? Because because the highest score any of us could have gotten in any individual round was a five because there was only five people playing. And KT is kind of like, oh, yeah, that seems fair. So they do that, and then they get to the point where they tie, and they have the roll-off. And uh, did, you, did you even get to the roll-off? Yeah, yeah. Um, man, so they falls on him, and I don't entirely blame him. Well, yeah, I think I do, because he agreed to these rules, you know, and never pushed back on it. He, he said the, last, the night before, yeah, this all sounds good. He didn't push back during the roll when he was online. And then immediately afterward, he goes, well, I don't really want to be voted off like this. And then KT and DC pretty much immediately say, yeah, I don't want you to vote, be voted off like this either. Let's not. And everyone just kind of goes along with it, talking to each other. And William, who, and then William does not receive a single DM message this entire time while everyone else is planning to go back on their word and vote him out. And I think that's one of the things that really stands out as, you know, why are you doing it this way? And also, like, sorry, did you want to go first? No, no, please, Crab, go ahead. Um, also, like, at the same time, like, I don't know, it was just so rude the way that they didn't even include him. Like, if you're going to vote someone out, you at least kind of talk to them a little bit and like me I like to try and work with all the underdogs quote unquote of the game and like people who are in a lower position because I think that makes them like trust me more so this could have been a move where someone could have gone to William and been like hey we can get out one of these like big threats and I'm pretty sure if there were more, there was more than one person on board with that that other people would have gone for it like Jessica and so I don't know yeah I mean it was yeah, the, the bottom three not realizing how much power they had uh, to push this towards maybe a rock situation was annoying. Um, them ghosting William, who had no reason to believe at that point that they weren't going to go through with his word. But what I, what I think I found most off-putting was the disingenuousness, the, the insincerity of, of, of the whole thing. I believe firmly in my heart that the, 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 the concept that she... DC or Hen would finish last in this whole rigmarole never occurred to Katie. I just, I, I just, I think she just automatically assumed that it would be Jess, William, or Clara who finished last, that they would have a nice, easy excuse to vote one of them out, nice little pat reason, and they could just wipe their hands of it and not feel any guilt. Um, and the reason I know this is because when Katie was losing in that third game and it was clear even after DC um, trying to help her out, they were collaborating within their DMs to work the card game so that she wouldn't finish last. They were doing whatever they could and it didn't work out. And then while that's happening, KT's in DMs with Jess saying, I'm going to finish last unless maybe I can get people to switch the vote. She never, ever intended to honor this if it was going to be one of those three, she, they were looking 
for an excuse to vote out one of those bottom three. And that pissed me off more than anything. It was just the insincerity of it. Like, like Crab said, if you're going to vote someone up, own your game. You know, just, just, just be honest about it. You know, everybody gets voted out, but one person, but three, you know, three people and only one of those three win. Um, it's part of the game. Everybody knows it. And uh, to manufacture something like this and to not follow through with it is just, it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's a really poor gamesmanship, poor sportsmanship. And, um, and uh, I was, I was stunned that people like DC and Hen were actually willing to go along with it. Yeah. So this is where um, I think anyone listening knows I absolutely pretty much never criticize someone personally for things within the game that, you know, aren't personal, uh, any votes or anything. Sometimes I think I'm in the minds of a lot of the salty people in VIP lounge. I go push too far the other way. So uh, I want to say that, you know, I know personally most of the people on this tribe um, through the other, com- through the Alliance community and the FML in general, and they're, they're definitely great people. Um, this doesn't change that, but this is, it's definitely a black mark to me, this entire process of leading William on like this, going through this entire thing, then trying to gain, and I don't even have a problem with trying to, if once you've agreed to this, I don't think everything's out the window, but trying to, you know, throw the games in a certain way, that's kind of part of it. We see that in challenges, but if you have, if you agree that this is the fair way to vote someone out and going against that and not admitting to it and not admitting to yourself, this is something seriously messed up. It's a real black mark to me um, on all five of them. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I've played a lot of orgs, and it's interesting to see everyone who I've played with uh, game style, and there are actually a lot more people like this than you think, because, like, sometimes people will be afraid of confrontation, too, and, like, not wanting the other person to, like, hate them or whatever, and I mean, I do get that, but at the same time, I don't know, I don't think it speaks to them as a person like or anything because i mean it's just the game everyone plays their game differently but yeah i still think you should but that's just me (laughs) it was uh i saw i believe before we uh, started recording um uh, one of our previous guests harpy asked is rootgate the most unpopular tribe that has ever played the game of alliance and um I'm going to say, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. I think this, I won't say hated, but I think the players on this tribe, once they join the lounge, will be um, a bit surprised to see what our reaction to them was. Um, I mean, I've seen good, logical, non-emotional players, people like, um, like Brando, or Julius, as uh, you know, Brando, as he was called in um, in uh, Discordia, or was it Chatter? Chatter. Yeah, Discordia. Discordia. Yeah. When Brando, who is notorious for just being very logical about his gameplay, um, at least when he's in game, um, just basically said point blank, "I don't want any of these people to win," 
Now, this is one of the few times Brando and I are on the same page. <laughs> so uh, I'm with, I'm with, uh, I'm with him 100% on that. Uh, this was, I just had a bad taste, you know, in my mouth about this whole process. And I, and I don't like having that taste in my mouth when I'm, when I'm watching this game, which is, you know, meant to be engaging with the viewers and to have a strong opinion. But uh, yeah, this, this, this almost seemed just one extra step too far. I don't know. So do you guys think that this tribe can come back from it? Like these players and eventually get everyone in the lounge and everything to root for them again? I mean, not um, really. I don't think in terms of that. Um, I, I, there are definitely scenarios that I'm trying to not envision where they stumble into some challenge one because there's a clear communication problem with this yes. group, but they could stumble into some challenge win, find themselves with some numbers at the merge, get a good idle play and get to the end. I think, and a, a lot of it with uh, a lot of it will be, the important thing right here is this group can build their own narrative because right now, no one on Arunima knows what happened. Only these five people who participated in this and Spencer. Um, and if I'm Rootke, I am constructing a narrative right now that does not involve board games or this level of betrayal um, in any way, shape, or form. Um, and they all participated in it, except for Jess. Um, and, and maybe we should talk about the actual vote here in a, in a minute. But um, Jess, Jess's uh, conscience got the better of her. Um, she has a, a lot more of a moral high ground to stand on than any of these other players, um, which unfortunately might make her a target. But if she can, if she can get to the merge, she, you know, she's got control of the narrative because she can tell the truth. Um, but I mean, if, if they want to work as a group and, um, and come up with some BS to, uh, to sell to Arunima down the line, I think it's important that they do that because uh, this ain't going to sell well with anybody. Yeah, and one thing um, for me, you know, it feels secondary almost, but it's also just with just poor gameplay from Clara and Jessica, especially. You know, you have this opportunity with a system everyone agreed to to go up in the numbers, get yourself a four-two advantage with your original tribe swapped, um, and just completely threw that away because Henry was nice to them in BMC. And, you know, they're already saying if we go to tribal council again, Jessica is probably the next target. Um, and I don't think her changing her vote. So we'll talk about that. Um, I don't think that is what did it. Um, so in the tribal council, it was longer than any of the other ones we've had so far this season. Not the longest ever in Alliance by any means. Um, 368 total messages in this channel. What happened was William, as they started answering questions from our probing host. It kind of, they all kind of said, well, we did this and it felt fair at the time. And this is where it got kind of gross. It felt fair at the time, but once we saw the result, we thought, you know, well, maybe this wasn't as fair. And William, who had not heard from anyone in the last four hours, realized what was going on and wasn't going to be happy about it. Crab, what have you... Uh... 
like I mean, you've been you play this uh, you play orgs a, a fair amount. Where how do you respond when all of a sudden you're, you maybe you're going into a tribal and all of a sudden you get the you get the very clear sense that it isn't going to end well for you? What is what is your usual tack at that point? I mean, do you? Oh, oh, I start. I start scrambling. I completely. I go into all the DM and I'm like, hey, you're going to talk to me and we're going to talk this out. And then I try to come up with a logical way to convince them to keep me. And usually that actually works. And it ends up on a blind side on someone else. But yeah, no, if people are not talking to me, I will go and make them talk to me. But I'm also a really social player too. So that's me, at least. I don't know. These people don't seem to be super social from what I've seen. They don't really, I don't know. But that's what I do. Unfortunately, William did not have the benefit of DMs um, because uh our host uh, closes uh, closes those DMs uh, when the when the tribal starts, but he sure as heck uh, made his opinion uh, made his opinion known there in the tribal uh, channel, and uh, um, and I got nothing but respect for him for for basically calling him on their uh, on their BS. I mean he he put it all he put it all out there on uh, Front Street, so to speak, and um, they didn't have a response. They knew that they just fed him a bill of goods, and and, and he was calling him on it. On, he had no power at that point, but um, I was happy to see him fight for himself. I was happy to see him make them stare in a mirror at, at what they were doing and realize what, you know, to a certain extent, what they were doing was wrong. Yeah, and I think yeah. he made pretty much the only move he could have, which was pouring on the guilt as much as possible and throughout saying, this is what you guys have done. If this is how you're gonna play the game. I'll be happy to be voted. I think he said, if this is how you're going to play the game, I'll be happy to be voted out. Yeah. I, I also, like, I don't think that they said anything in response to that. They were just, like, their minds were already made up, so there was nothing that could really force them to change their mind. Really sad, because, like, I don't know. It shouldn't You mentioned Jessica, and so she, in the end, I think, felt the guilt and changed her vote back to big hen um and so it was four to two against william um i still don't think that that's much of a redemption you know having gone along with that 95 percent of the way and really only changing the vote back once she was pretty sure how things were going to go anyway um it, yeah I, I think that and it's, i don't think that's going to be the thing that gets her voted out i don't think that's a full redemption um i mean good on her for going with that move but it, the whole thing is just like, icky yeah it's uh I'm, I'm 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 glad i got the chance to vent about it now um i'm ready to move past it i will i will cheer at the at the uh, end game uh demise of every single one of these players and that includes uh you know two or three people who are near the top of my uh winners list um at this point you know burn my boot list along with rootgate that's what i say <laughs> um one more thing i want to say too is i don't know if it would be move at this point for that to flip like i mean morally is the right thing to do but at the same time it's a huge target on her logically for her gameplay so i don't know if i don't know if that was the best decision even though it was the obviously the correct one you know yeah i get it i get i definitely can see that point of view yeah. Yeah. And so one thing I, I always enjoy is just rooting against certain people in a gameplay aspect. 
um, just hoping that they see some retribution for the gameplay moves they made. Um, anything else we need to get to on this? So we have a lot to go through. No, I mean, it's um, here's the thing is Ruke is no better off now with Spencer than they were with William. Um, they still are top heavy uh, with, uh, with a couple of uh, way too many, way too many cooks for that kitchen. Um, I don't see them in, um, I don't see them improving their, uh, their communication um, or how they uh, address these challenges. They've yet to prove that, that they can, despite they, you know, there's the three losses have three things in common and they're the three people who just decided who to vote out of this game. Um, so uh, yeah, until DC K10 and, uh, and Hen get split up and have a chance to uh, basically reboot their games, I got no reason to believe that Ruke is going to have any real success. I 100% agree with that. That whole statement was spot on. <laughs> All right. So shifting gears a bit, we have someone with us who is a veteran org player, and we're going to try to have some fun and pry out some fun stories um, to kind of lighten the mood a bit. Um, so, uh, to start, tell us a bit, Crab, uh, how many game orgs have you played? What different games? Um, which ones have you won or how well have you done? Yeah, sure. So I have played probably now about 25 different, uh, well, I'm going to about maybe 20 full-length orgs and then maybe six or seven speeds. Um, I have played, uh, let's see what type of orgs. I've played a a few big brother ones that always end up self-destructing somehow, um, which I played with a, quite a few members of Alliance actually back in May. And I played um, another one that self-destructed. Um, and then I've just played mostly survivor orgs and I've also like The Circle, which is an online or online show about, and it's based on social game. So I played a couple of those. Um, and then I have won three orgs. Uh, the first one was a, a Beatles themed org, which was really fun. Uh, the second was uh, another one that I, it was honestly, I don't remember. Um, and uh, the most recent one was Red Panda, which I played with Brando and a couple other people from here. So. Um. So obviously we know what was your favorite org, but what was your second favorite? <laughs> um, my second favorite, uh, oh, that is a very good question. I'd probably, hmm, I'd say, I think my second favorite, I just recently got out of an all-stars uh, org for one of the ones that I won and that one was really fun because there were a lot of really strategic people there and uh, it was a lot of fun getting DC and strategizing with them on like what who we want to take out next and everything so that was a lot of fun. <laughs> now uh, you, you played um, you played the rock the, the rock viver right which was every tribal goes to rocks is that kind of was that is that correct? I did play that one, yes. <laughs> okay, so casting that org to the side, um, let's say in your other 20-plus orgs, how many times have you gone to rocks? Um, let's see. I, I think once. Uh, once being... <laughs> I think. So, I'm pretty 
Sure, yeah. So you only went to rocks once in 20-something other orgs and twice in Alliance. Wait, did I? Oh, yes. I, I believe so, if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah, I think so. That's right. <laughs> wow, there you go. Yep, yep. Uh, I don't know. So I've seen you with a lot of different variations of your names or crabs in there, what's <laughs> in different pictures. What's your favorite uh, combination or name and picture that you've had? Um, that's a good question. I really like Crabitha. My full name is Tabitha. So, and um, my friends, they like to say that I'm crab tabby. So I was like, oh, Tab, Crab, Crabitha. And so that's my favorite name. And my favorite picture is definitely Psyduck. It was the one that I originally had because I relate to Psyduck as I am always a ball of confusion. <laughs> and didn't, you, didn't you say you did um, a catfish for one of the circle ones? I did indeed. I played as uh, my boyfriend and uh, I completely, I used his picture and everything and it was a lot of fun and I ended up getting to the end. So the Circle Online, by the way, is a really good org it's with um, older players uh, in their 20s and 30s. So if anyone is interested, this is just the plug for that. <laughs> it's really cool. Sorry. Um, so I had been watching circle for a few seasons or well actually I guess for one season and I was so invested I had never been so invested in an online game before and I was fairly new to the discord community and I was really afraid of talking in like the lounge that we had for the circle and everything so nobody knew who I was so I was basically able to use my same account uh, do everything the same um the only difference was I was playing uh, I was playing a computer engineer <laughs> instead of like a chemist so it was it was a lot of fun getting to be someone else nice yeah um let me go a couple back. You uh, you mentioned um, that the that 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 org was uh, populated by more uh, by older players. Um, yeah. And, and uh, Alliance tends to skew a little older, and uh, and, and a couple of the ones uh, I happen to uh, see you play in um, tended to be a lean a little more towards your typical Discord crowd. Uh, what do you prefer? Do you do you like uh, playing with the with the kiddos? You know. Like, <laughs> Or did, you, or did you, or did you find it jarring to be playing with so many older people in, um, in um, you know, uh, Dark Forest, or would you like a mix? What, what, what's your, where do you find you thrive the most? Yeah, so um, it honestly depends. Like right now, um, I just got done playing this. Uh, we actually have this server. It's called Speed League. It's this complete squirt plays in it. Um, it's this thing that's kind of in a way like fantasy football-ish, but like with speed games. And um, it's that was with mostly like teenagers and stuff. And so it's a little bit toxic, more toxic than um, ones with older adults. But a lot of the people who I play with who are younger are extremely sharp-minded and they're like a lot more invested in the game than I guess people who have like, you know, everyday jobs and who actually do other stuff besides this are. Uh, so that's kind of, it's an interesting balance. I like both, honestly. So, yeah. Good question. Good answer. <laughs> Thanks. Right. What's, what's the, the crazy, oh, go ahead. Oh, what were you gonna say? No, go ahead. 
no, no, I, I'm. Um, <laughs> all right, and what's the weirdest or craziest vote split at a tribal council that you can remember? Um, I would have to say maybe it was my second org. Um, it was called Cinema Viver, and it was a Lion King themed org. And I was on a split tribe with uh three other people, or I five, there were five of us total and um on my tribe i was playing with my really really good discord friends at the time and um they i was trying to be the mastermind and get all of them out and so i was trying to do i wanted to do a three-person blindside but one of my like people who i felt closest with leaked the plan to everyone and they all came to me and they were like why are you trying to get us all out like what is your problem and i was like oh no and so i was like i'm sorry i really didn't mean to do that and i was really emotional and emotional player at the time so during that tribal um it was a split vote between me and someone else because two people had idled so and this was a five-person tribal, so it was it was crazy. And then we had to re-vote, and then someone found out that I told someone else about their idol, and they got mad and voted me out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've definitely improved my gameplay since then. <laughs> Have you ever seen like a three, like the advantage get an elimination, where everyone no, plays an idol except one? No, not in um, a game that I've played. That would have been really cool, though. <laughs> Definitely. That would have been cool. Um, yeah. What's the best idol play that you remember seeing? Oh, definitely. I've played, um, it was kind of like an All-Stars or a Battle of the where There were different people, the top players from each, uh, from this community uh, got to play in. And, and my closest ally, uh, Jamie from uh, Red Panda, if anyone remembers, um, he, it was final 18 and we were in a joint tribal and everyone wanted him to go and I didn't want him to go and I was trying to figure out a way to save him and he, he just told me, don't worry about it. it it's literally going to be fine. And he played an idol and got like, he got, I think maybe 13 votes on him or 11 votes on him. And um i doled out one of the other players so that was pretty incredible he ended up winning the whole game <laughs> because of that <laughs> nice so it was nice it was really cool <sighs> who's the weirdest craziest funniest person that you've been on a tribe with oh that's a that's a good question um hmm well, I don't know. Um, I think, huh, that is a really good question. I don't know. I think maybe my first org that I ever played, Plant Viver, has that, like, I, I don't know of a specific person, but out of the group of people, that's how I got my main Discord friend group was from that org. Um, and that's where all the pre-gaming stuff that I talk about comes from because there was a huge quote unquote pre-gaming scandal where they had to eject like five people and we had a jury of like two because uh there was a whole group of people pre-gaming so i think those people were definitely the most interesting <laughs> so yeah um, you said you won three games 
Um, were those all survivors? Uh, yeah, they were. So, uh, I so think one of them, I shouldn't have won because I was a complete goat the whole time, but I was loyal, and because I was loyal, I won. So, that's the only one I won one of them. <laughs> so, but, yeah. did you, um, have, like, are there, were those, did you play similar games, or were there differences in those? Um, at this point, I've played enough in one and I've won enough for me to be happy with it and so I try to go at each game differently I'm try to I think I played mostly the same game because I this was back in like July when I won uh, the first two so I didn't really know what I was doing but Red Panda I guess I played a little bit differently um I don't think I was the villain but I I tried to be I I, I don't know that's my goal, though, is to one day be a villain instead of a hero. I just got hero of the season in one of these past orgs that I just played. So I'm trying to play a little bit meaner, but my I'm always super emotional about it. <laughs> so what's the most villainous thing you've done? Uh, besides, besides, uh, besides throw Glorf under the bus. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, <laughs> besides that... Um, Honestly, maybe getting Brando out of Red Panda because I think he had he had the impression that we were gonna go to the end together, and I did not say the same thing, and so he kind of got mad when I blinded blindsided him a little bit, which is t completely understandable because I didn't tell him I was doing that. Wait, so Brando uh, Brando got upset about somebody stabbing him in the back? Uh. uh... You don't have to. You don't have to answer that. Uh oh, I, I have a feeling this is from Global Viber. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, but. Um, any last story you had that you wanted to finish off with? Um, no, I would just suggest anyone who is interested, you can always ask me questions. I'm very open to talking about my experiences and things. Um, orgs are a lot of fun if you play with the right people. That's all I got. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, absolutely. Hey, we got There's something we, something we uh, did not touch on, um, which we'll just, uh, which I think we should just bring up simply because uh, these guys have probably another good five hours before they have a challenge. Are, are we teasing for the next episode? Well, no, I'm just talking about something that's happening right now um, that's been active is that pretty much from um, <clears throat> the second that both tribes arrived at their uh, fully at their new camps. Uh, and I'm not counting Spencer because Spencer, Spencer just sat on his thumbs for, for about 24 hours. Uh, both tribes have started a new cascade in the uh, in the ice. Um, it started with a uh, it started with a wandering into the drift the snow drift and then they found a tree stump and they've both kind of gotten stuck on that. Um, so uh, there's definitely uh, an idle cascade in play. Both tribes are working on it on and off. The, the viewers lounge uh, is kind of lost for ideas and it, it, clearly the players are as well. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully someone will stumble onto the, uh, the next step in the cascade. Um, but uh, it's always fun. Uh, when a when a cascade is active and people are working on it because uh, you know it's it, advantages are fun so hopefully somebody will find something and uh, occupy these next five hours because uh, 
it's it's a it's going to be a while before we get to see uh, Ruke lose again. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to find out um, next episode whether the Cascades have gotten any further. Um, until then, uh, thanks so much, Crab, for being on with us and sharing your stories. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on here, Crab. It was great. Um, and thanks so much, Hurst, as always, for sharing your analysis and a little bit of salt this time. Absolutely. It was my pleasure to f- let, the so f- let the salt flow. And uh, you have a good day, Ari. Yeah, and thanks so much, everyone, for listening. We will be back soon. Mm-hmm.